Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You're going to need leverage. Today's music business means you've got to come in with a full deck of cards and a big old hammer at the table. And that's what we're here. We want you to win. We want to teach you how to stack the deck in your favor and how to put yourself in a position of power so that you can get the deals that you want and get the people to perform for you. That's what has to happen. That's why we called it the climb. It's creating leverage in the music business. C-L-I-M-B, you see? It's an acronym. It's brilliant. And the one who came up with that is my co-host that I'm about to introduce you to, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters turn pro, get you into prodom, by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, create that all-important cash flow. See, I flowed there. That's right. Cash on the barrelhead. Cash. Cash. Flow. Flow. It anyway, flowed slow. It flows better than that. <laughs> flow. So, <laughs> Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. And we all know why there's no S, because there's only one Johnny D. Lots of hey, people Johnny. are thankful for that. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. If I can get my mouth to work right, but thank goodness this is not my episode. I'm, <laughs> I can bow out now. Thank you. See y'all in about 30. Right on. Well, guys, we are well over 50,000 downloads now as of this episode. 50,000 downloads. That is awesome. Uh, that means that uh, in, in, in every single month, again, we keep breaking records. We keep getting more downloads than we did the month before. We keep having days within the month where we had the most amount of downloads in a day, which is like super exciting. So that f- for us, I mean, we do this work because we want you to win. And it means that we're, we're ringing a bell somewhere. People are, people are interested. So we want to say thank you for that. We're very grateful that you're listening. Please continue to share it. Uh, you're going to be cool, man. Tell other people about it when you turn them on to cool stuff that just makes you look cool you know and we're all about a big artist community here we want to help each other out and please leave a rating and review on itunes or stitcher and let people know what your honest to goodness thoughts are because uh that that makes uh takes the weight off of us they want to hear from you they want to know if you liked it or not they don't, they don't care they That's think right. they think we're full of hot air <laughs> until you say that we're not <laughs> That's right. But anyway, uh, man, you know what I want to talk about today? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the process. The process. The process. The process of growing an artist audience. And Mm -hmm. this is what we all want to do. If we're going to make a living at it, we're going to have to grow it enough to where it can sustain us for Mm -hmm. pay our mortgage, pay our car payments, pay our food bills, pay... um, 
you know, get maybe get our kids through college, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally doable, but it, it, it has to happen a certain way. There's methodologies for doing it. There's lots of twists and turns, and it's very unique for each artist, okay? But there are some basic tenets, and the formula for growing an artist's audience has always been the same since we invented music. It's very simple. Get the Wait. art... Oh, 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 the, don't tell us yet. Don't, oh, don't tell us yet. Oh. I want to, can I do a review? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's called a cliffhanger. 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 And I'm not talking about that little boogie that just won't come off your nose. I'm talking. <laughs> it reminds me of Roseanne, Roseanne Dan on Sunday Night Live. With Betty White <laughs> in the steam room had a sweat ball hanging from her nose. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Anyway, so we we have a, a tasty Five star review. Five stars. Five star. I know it's nice. We have how many reviews do we have? We have like uh, fifty nine yeah. reviews so far, which is awesome. And fifty eight of them are five stars, and we don't talk about the other one. That's right. Okay. Well, I lost my spot. Here we go. Okay. So this is called the real deal. It's a five star review by J G Stott. So it says, lots of people in the music business will tell you a story about how they will magically make you a star. Brent and Johnny will not tell you that story, but what they have going for them is the truth. The truth is it takes hard work, dedication, and knowledge. You'll have to find the first two on your own, though this podcast will pick you up when you're feeling down. Johnny and Brent will give you the hard one, no BS knowledge that you can actually use. This is the best music biz podcast out there, and I listen to all of them. Thanks, guys. JGS. Thank you, JGS. That's JG. That's awesome. There's a good podcast out there. So I'm grateful. I feel blessed right now. That is that's an awesome review, man. That that's feels awesome good. Review. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good that people are digging what we're doing and it must be helping people. So hey, and you know, if it's helping you, go to the climb community on Facebook. Oh yeah. Uh, we have a Facebook group. I know we don't mention it enough, so it's a it's a well kept secret. So we have a lot more listeners than we actually have in that group right now. <laughs> so there's a lot of room for growth. Okay, right. a lot of you are not taking advantage of, it, but it's Facebook group, the Climb Community, and you can go in there, tell us your story. If you have questions, you can ask us questions. We'll give you some feedback. It's just a good chance to kind of pick our brains a little bit, meet some other people that are listening, tell us your story. If stuff's working for you, what's working for you, what you're struggling with, you can go in there and just you know have a ball. Let us know what you think about the episodes, all that good stuff. That's right. We interact in there. Um, we interact in there. That's the deal. So we've had some mm-hmm. some great stuff going on there, which is cool. Um, so the regular, ready for the formula? I'm ready for the formula. The cliffhanger can in now. Okay, here it is. Get the art and the artist. This is the formula for, for, for growing an artist audience. Get the art and the artist in front of new people. My, and let them do their thing. And when you blown right right mind blown okay so and you're probably going like what in the hell did i just listen to right (laughs) but i listened to that review for that (laughs) but here's the deal the 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 method for doing that is what has changed that's why things are falling apart that's why the record industry is having such a hard time and that's why this is the best time to be an artist. The so best same time. crack, same crack, different pipe. Same crack, different pipe. That's right. Cook up the same pea to use a new pipe. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. I've never heard that. But I like that. <laughs> that's, that's 
Um, <laughs> so listen, the, the process is what I want to talk about. The process before, again, we, we're trying to get the art, in this case, the music, in front of new people. And there were platforms that existed that had huge audiences. So we would create content, a.k.a. the single that we're going to release, to put, or another piece of content, the music video that represents, that tells the story of the single that we're going to release, right? Or a story Mm -hmm. about the single that we're going to release. And we're going to put those pieces of content on a platform that has millions and millions and millions of eyeballs looking at it mm-hmm. or ears listening to it. And that is what grew the artist's audience. And it was really super powerful, right? Mm-hmm. How powerful? I mean, I got a... Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, powerful. Right. You know what the date was? No. February 9th, 1964. Well, there you go. 73 million people watched that three and a half minute performance. I think that's more people than voted in the last presidential Almost election. Almost positive that it is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or in probably any darn presidential election. Man. But, um, I mean, there it is. So, so you know, you went and you did the Ed Sullivan show because you were going to be huge then. You know, I, you could make an argument like, like the Doors wouldn't have been the Doors without the Ed Sullivan show. They were on that show. They had a lot of trouble for being on that show, but um, they, they they were obscure. You know, They weren't writing tons of hit songs. They didn't have as many hit songs as the Beatles had, but yet they are in forever you know, emblazoned into music culture history because they had such a huge reach. And, and one of those moments was the Ed Sullivan show, right? Um, radio. Radio had millions of listeners. There, you know, the drive at five in New York in the 1980s and the 1990s, when nobody had a choice, you were either listening to what was in your car, mm-hmm. or you were listening to the radio. And there might be with, I mean, what was New York like? 14, 15 million people living mm-hmm. in New York, and so there might easily be five, six, seven hundred thousand people in that three and a half minute time to drive a five all at once listening to that song. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. Advertising rates for radio stations go up in the morning drive and the drive at mm-hmm. five. Why? Because it's a bigger audience, you know? It's, it's the Super Bowl of radio is that drive time. It's, that's that's right. That, and that's, yeah. that's when that's happening. And then think about a music video. Like with MTV, you had millions of viewers. I mean, MTV broke a lot a lot of hair bands, you know, mm-hmm. Motley Crue, definitely well, Guns N' Roses. The whole second British Invasion was MTV, like Andy Lennox, the Eurythm- Eurythmics, yep. all those bands, the, the second British Invasion, because they had videos and the American acts didn't have videos yet. So that's MTV, that's my understanding, was like they went with what they had. They had a lot of these British acts actually had videos. So that's content. We'll put it out there and boom, yep. all those people came over here and blew up. That's right. That's exactly right. And so... What I want you to think about is like you're like yeah Johnny I know this but but you don't because you're not you're not breaking down the process like last last week we broke down a hit song I want to break down the process to get you to think about it intelligently and accurately so it made sense to market after the single because the single 
was what you were using to market because you had a platform. The single was the content that you plugged into a platform that shot out to all these people and that they were going to respond to, and that's how you were going to grow the audience. It was effective. Mm -hmm. Uh, You spent $100,000 on a video to put on MTV. Why? Because millions of people were going to see that spin and uh, and see that video because there was millions of people waiting. At, and by the way, MTV, BET, GAC, CMT, all these channels when they first started out were strictly about music. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it made sense to, to spend money, spend time, you know, put, put your waste your energy not waste it but put your energy towards <laughs> something like that because there was a platform of people that were starving to see that it was going to be seen it was going to do its job and its job was mm-hmm. to to promote the artist to get to grow the artist fan base okay oh man when i was in college i had it on cmt or mtv like all the time me too i had and a- that was that was my discovery mechanism yeah yeah. The internet was freaking slow. Dude, I was sitting... I didn't know how to use it. I remember my buddy Kurt Vorbrick was over, I think we were in like eighth grade, and we, we were just hanging out the house. We, I don't know, we fell asleep with watching MTV. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, and Nikki Six was on fire, and it was, you know, it was that first <laughs> Motley Crue video, and I was like yeah. scared and excited all at the same time. I was conflicted about <laughs> it, which made me feel really good, you know? I was like, this is awesome. Like, who are these guys? Like, oh my God. And, and so there it was. I mean, we were watching. Mm-hmm. People were watching, okay? That's where, I, that's where I discovered artists. That's right. It worked. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why it made sense to wait until the single was done because the single was the tool that you used to market because the platforms existed to make it happen. And nowadays we see artists, labels, and management adhering to the same processes. The problem is they're not working anymore. And I'm going to give you some numbers to back this up because you can believe all you want to believe and you can hope all you want to hope and throw every penny you've ever owned into a wishing well, but it's not going to change the fact that it's not working. The numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk. So top grossing tours, top 10 grossing tours from last year, from 2016. This is going to blow your mind, okay? Three of the top 10 grossing tours, three of those artists, ages 67 to 73. (laughs) Two of those artists... Ages, upper 50s. Three of those artists, which brings us to eight, right? Total. Mm -hmm. Three of those artists, late 30s, early 40s. And only two, Bieber and Adele, were in their 20s. So mom and grandpa are getting it done. That's right. So just as a point of comparison, and this is what freaks me out, I decided, let's go look 30 years ago, 1987. Mm-hmm. Who were the top 10 grossing tours in 1987? Three of the artists were in their 30s. Kiss, Aerosmith, Ozzy, and everybody else was in their 20s. And you know who everybody else was in 1987? Madonna, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson Bad Tour, Def Leppard Hysteria Tour, U2 um, Joshua Tree Tour, Bon Jovi. Okay, so yeah, that kind of makes me want to go back to the eighties. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so so the the system for developing 
artists and launching new artists, clearly, just in that number, clearly much more effective 30 years ago than it is today. We're still going to pay money this year to see the guys that were killing it 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there, there aren't there. There's only two artists that are new in in this year's top ten grossing tours. That's 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 a problem. That's effectively mm-hmm. the music because of of the way that people in you know, the industries and artists' inability to adapt to the to this process change that we're discussing today means that they're not getting new artists in there. So we're just going with what we know because we don't know anything new. So we haven't been taught mm-hmm. anything new. Haven't been turned on anything new, man. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a, that's just a fact. And then, how about sales? How does it affect sales? Well, best-selling country record, two thousand four, was Shania Twain's "Up." Did 12, 11, 12 million copies somewhere around there. Okay. People be killing for that today. So mind-blowing, best-selling record of two thousand sixteen was Stapleton, which is really cool because it was Stapleton, right? Like I'm so glad it was Chris Stapleton. That was a best-selling record of sixteen. Best-selling record of two thousand sixteen. Wow. Okay, but sold a million eighty thousand copies. Now here's the mind blower. Here's the freaking mind blower. Second best-selling record last year, Blake Shelton. Guess what that sold. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't think I want to know. Almost exactly half, five hundred and forty thousand. Get out. So, so check this out. Urban, Carrie Underwood. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Um, Miranda Lambert, all in the two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars range. So three hundred to three hundred thousand range. Didn't even go gold. Didn't even go gold, right? Because the mechanism isn't working. Okay, it's changed. The process has changed. The method for getting the art. Because what's the formula? Get the art and the artist in front of new people. And by the way, you know everybody knows Carrie Underwood, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows 
uh, Blake Shelton, he's probably arguably one of the most famous country stars because of his TV time on The mm-hmm. Voice, okay? Um, so so it's not that they don't know him, but when he's got a new song coming out, what are they doing? They're putting it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And how well is that working for him? <laughs> well, I mean, he he's already on the top of the mountain. So I think, I mean, yeah, he's having number ones and people are coming out to his shows because he's, he's Blake. But... But for new guys, but well, and they're not, coming out for his shows, but they're not buying those records, you know. Yeah. And and that's because when we you know since we invented music, guess why we have rotational format programming on radio? Because we get bored with the same stuff. No, because we <laughs> like the why. same stuff. Like you know, oh, the, and there's plenty of people complain. Yeah, so yeah. we have rotational format. We have heavy rotation, medium rotation, light rotation. Because as human beings, we like something, we want to hear it again. We want to mm-hmm. do it again. We want to see it again. Okay, we like it. We want to binge on it. Okay, so I got to hear it a bunch of times before I know I like it. Exactly, and, and that's the know. other part of it. And that, but but it so so it works like that. But the, the, the man, you've got to understand that this is what the process was, right? When I speak to artists now about how the process has changed and the music doesn't come first now, the artist comes first. So everybody out there who's like, I'm just gonna, not even going to think about marketing until I get done with my CD, mm-hmm. right? There's two problems with that statement. <laughs> number one is why mm-hmm. are you making a CD? And number two is why are you waiting to market it? Because you're, you're, you're basing that on the fact that you're going to get your art and yourself, the artist, in front of new people because the music's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. But the music didn't do that. The platforms did it. And the music was what we liked. It's what we saw. But those platforms don't exist anymore. Do you know that CBS, rec- CBS Radio is pretty much like non-existent now? I had a great conversation with like three super pro dudes in my audience, uh, or in, in, not my, in my office, excuse me, on Friday. Possible new client that we're going to be working with. Blessed mm-hmm. to be hanging out. Like you would know these names, Brent, like in the industry, like every single, all three of them, they were sick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me, man, CBS has just been selling off stations. Like why? Because radio's in debt, losing money. It does. It's not working. The listeners aren't there. Radio makes their money from, from commercials, from advertising. Mm-hmm. And the advertisers pay based on how many people are listening. And when people yeah. aren't listening, they're not paying, but the overhead doesn't change. Costs the same amount of money to, to, to all those salaries, keep the lights mm-hmm. on, have the building, rent the space, blah, 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 you know? So, so think about that. So, but people get disgruntled. Artists get disgruntled when I tell them, man, it's not about the music anymore. And they think that I mean that it's, that, that means that the, the music doesn't matter. Right. That's not the case. It's just... That, it, that the process switched. The music's still important because if you suck <laughs> and you do the marketing right and they're interested in you as an artist and then you come out with, with some piece of crap track, uh, mm-hmm. it's all over. Yeah. So the music's important. The music's very good, important. Good marketing first. lets a lot of people know about bad artists faster. That's right. That way just a lot of people know that you suck. And most if you're good at marketing really bad artists bad at music. suck worse at marketing. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, if you're bad at music and marketing, just not many people know you suck. But, but yeah. But if you don't if you don't comply with the process, then it doesn't work. It's that simple. Think about a cake recipe, right? What happens if you swap the sugar and the salt amounts? It's like a couple cups Nothing of sugar, good. pinch of salt, 
you flip-flop that, that's a problem, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, is the salt important to the recipe? Yeah, it wouldn't be in there. You know, is the sugar important to the recipe? Yeah, it wouldn't be in there. But there's a process to it that you have to adhere to, right? How about something as stupidly simple as getting dressed in the morning, right? Underwear first, mm-hmm. and then your pants. Uh, oh, is that how you do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, for those of us that wear underwear, Brent, yes. Oh. <laughs> but... Um, if you flip-flop, the, it's, and I'm not saying the underwear is necessarily more or less important than the pants. I'm not saying the pants are more or less important than the underwear. But the underwear goes first, then the pants. If you flip-flop that, you're going to look like a moron, right? <laughs> yeah. So you have to market first before you make the CD or an EP today. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get on the radio Unless you've got a big enough name that you're so big that you're a big enough business that you're a big enough brand name that you're undeniable that they can't ignore you. Mm-hmm. Before, it was the way we would launch an artist because the platform was there, the people were listening. Now they're not. So you thinking that you're going to you know, make a CD or an EP and you're going to wait until that's done and then start marketing, you're screwing yourself six ways from Sunday. Yeah. We marketed Bailey James 18 months before she came out. And by the way, you're not going to make any money in the first record. So making a CD is an ego trip. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary. Luke Bryan makes EPs. You know, the Cruise, the big, huge Mac knockdown, drag out, smash hit single from uh, Florida, Florida Georgia, Georgia Line. It was on an EP. Okay? You don't need a full CD because it's not going to sell. So why spend the money on it? Spend the money mm-hmm. on the other six songs on marketing. Right? And spend it before you make the EP. You need to find the audience first with yourself, with your doing cover songs, doing what you got to do, rather than um, you know, hoping that you're going to get a viral video or hoping that you're going to get on radio with zero marketing dollars. Right, And even if you had a half a million dollars marketing uh, and you could get on radio, it's still not working to break mm-hmm. artists. It's just not working. you know. So you have to market first and then before you spend the money on a music video. Think about that. People want to do, I got artists that do it. Like I advise against every one of my artists spending any money at this stage of the game on a music video. Because mm-hmm. who's if you're not going to get on GAC or CMT, first of all, for everybody that's out there listening who just wants to make a video because that was their dream, right? Mm-hmm. Then what are you going to put it on? Where's the video going? YouTube. <laughs> right. YouTube. Yeah. And who's watching that? What's your channel look I mean, like? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, a, a billion people are watching YouTube, but they're just not watching your stuff. They don't know about your stuff. Right. So, I mean, um, you know, one of the concepts that I've been cooking up with my buddy uh, who owns, he's arguably one of the top 10 ad guys in the country, right? His accounts that he's done are XM Sirius Satellite Radio, all those commercials, he did them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lending Tree, when banks compete, you win. That's him and his partner. Uh, nice. Um, Four Seasons Hotels, GM Credit Card, Panera Bread, Sam Adams Beer. Like, you've heard his work, I promise. You've, you've, mm-hmm. you've, you've been touched by his art, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's a super creative ad guy. We started our first band together in, like, seventh grade. And mm-hmm. um, we, we talk about this a lot. And he's, you know, we've cooked up a different way to create a bunch of little 30-second videos that are designed to create intrigue about the artist. Mm-hmm. And spending money on that and putting it in front of a targeted video 
right? In the case of Bailey James, for instance, her audience is nine to 14 year old kids. So if we specify on the, on the media buy that we want this commercial essentially is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like a little story branding exercise, a little something just to, just to get people interested. Like imagine, uh, this is one thing when we first cooked up this idea is like, check this out, John, we could do this for Bailey. He goes, what if, um, what if you just, the, the camera opens up and Bailey's on stage busting out a high note. It's the last note of the night, packed crowd in a club. Everybody screams. She says, thank you. I'm Bailey James. Puts the microphone in the stand, walks off the side of the stage, gets paid by the, 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 the club owners right there with a stack of cash. She just grabs that stack of cash, which is her payment for the night, walks out the front door and gives all her money away to homeless people. And then turns back to the camera, breaks the fourth wall and says, I'm not done giving yet. I want to give you my first free single too. Go to giftfrombailey.com. How many, how many email addresses are we going to get? Like if we spent the same amount of money on radio spins and we, we bought commercial spots to do what? To get my artist in front of new people mm-hmm. a different way. Yeah. But right? in a way that's consistent with her brand too. Yeah. Because Bailey does charitable stuff. Jason Foundation, exactly. all that stuff. So be, that makes be, sense for It could be her. anything. It could be That like, particular example, right. Yeah, it could be. And like, that's what's important is you had your artist in mind. Exactly. What would work for Bailey. It's got to yes. be like a brand specific. It doesn't, it, it could be shocking. It could be funny. It could be heartstrings. It could be whatever it is. But they're like, who is this person? I, yes, I want to download that. Now we have the opportunity. We They've raised their hand. We have their contact information. And now we can get them in touch with the artist and set that up, Right. And unless you've got like a million people, why make a video? Why make a music video for who? And what happens if you do pay a promoter? Most people who make a music video, by the way, don't have the money to pay the promoter, right? Most indie artists. Right. To, to mm-hmm. even think about getting it on MTV, BET, GAC, or CMT. But by the way, those that do promote and get it on there, is it even on the network? Mostly? No. It's online. Yeah. It's online, and some people are going to see it. It doesn't hurt your brand, but is the juice worth the squeeze, man? I don't yeah. know. I don't think it is. You know, this is this is where I'm coming from. So you've got to market first and build a following. Guess what? Before you get your record deal now. Mm-hmm. Before it was, get the record deal. And then they're right. going to market you, right? And by the way, when you come into marketing, let's remember, the biggest and the best acts didn't just come out of the box and make money on the first record. So why you would spend money on a CD on 12 songs or 10 songs when I can guarantee you, you're not going to make that money back on the first CD. You're just going to be building a brand. You know, Bon Jovi started off in the hole, took him three records to break, right? Springsteen started off in the hole, took him three records to break. Bon Jovi's third record was Slippery and Went when Wet, went big, right? Mm-hmm. Springsteen's third record was Born to Run, went big, right? Def Leppard started off in the hole, big time. Third record, Pyromania, that's where it went big, right? Billy Joel started off in the hole. First record sucked. Second record did pretty good. That was Piano Man. That actually was mm. like a, a miracle. But then the third and the fourth records, only a million apiece. So I promise <laughs> you the money that they spent promoting that, they didn't make it back. But then the fifth, that was The Stranger. Mm. Seven million records. You know, boom. Now he's... Billy Joel. Billy Joel, right. The boom, it's incredible, you know. But you guys, like, like so... The process that you're thinking in your head is probably inaccurate, okay? You've got to build the, you've got to, and you want to. I promise that you want to build the audience first because 
I just had this conversation with those same guys in that same meeting where we were talking about Granger Smith, you know, and and I think you've all heard this podcast, you've heard this story. He built up a one point eight million dollar business from his laptop using content marketing, and then used that as leverage to get the record deal. And Wheelhouse Records is the record label that we talk about, which is an imprint of Broken Bow and and uh, Benny. Um, Brown. Benny Brown's label. Okay. That's all Dean started. That's the house that all Dean built over there. Okay. But Wheelhouse is his label. Like that's his imprint. That's how much mm-hmm. leverage he had. As a debut artist, like I'm going to get my own label. But let me ask you this. That sounds really cool. That sounds great, Johnny. But let me ask you this. Look at the alternative. Look at the survivorship bias aspect of this. What happened to all the artists with a whole lot of talent on Broken Bow that didn't have an audience yet? The day that Granger Smith came in and signed that deal. Mm-hmm. They got bumped to the back of the line. Boom. Go to the back of the line. If you're not making money for us right now, we're not spending money on you right now because we got to focus on this. Because mm-hmm. he came with an audience. So, you know, your, your dream of getting that deal minus the reality that you need the audience to accompany that dream is going to turn out to be a nightmare. God forbid, uh, my biggest fear for some of my artists who really still want this is, what if they say yes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't have a deal, Johnny. Well, yeah, but what is that? That deal in $2.50 will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe you'll still be working there because God bless you, you're broke, but you got a deal. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the thing, because they're going to put you on radio tour if you're lucky when you finally get rolling, and that costs you money, and that lasts a while, and yeah, it's just no leverage. The process used to be, guys, here's the bad news. The process used to be that you just had to have some talent, the record labels would find you, and they would develop you, and they would take care of everything, but they would also take care of all your money. They would take all the money. You know, you're lucky to get five, six, seven points on a first record. And you gave three, four, five of them to your producer. So you didn't make any money on records. You know, there's artists that I know personally that you know the brand names of, sold 8 million records, never made a dime from the record label, never recouped. Mm. Okay? Um, But so the bad news is that in today's market, there's more expected of an artist. You're expected to learn how to brand yourself. You're expected to learn how to create an audience. And you're expected to have one. And you're going to have to have one before anybody's going to pay attention to you. But guess what? You get far more control artistically. You get to mm-hmm. do what you want to do. You just have to be compelling. Okay? It's not okay to be artistic and say, we're artistic and we do 25-minute songs. Well, if you can be, you know, freaking fish or... You know, mm-hmm. Almond Brothers or the Grateful Dead and fill up 60,000 people at uh, Alpine Valley in Wisconsin while you play that 25-minute song, God bless you, that's a good plan. But if you can't, nobody right. cares, you got to change your plan, right? you gotta, <laughs> right. you got to be compelling. But business-wise, you've got to learn this new skill, but you've got all the control and everything's at your fingertips. It's, it's never been a better time than to be an artist right now, but understand the process. It's changed. Mm-hmm. It's bass backwards, as my dad would say. It's it's, yeah. it's different, you know? And if you don't recognize that and, and you don't want to believe that and you don't want to adhere to that, then I promise you a life of struggle in the music industry and you're going to spend a lot of pe- your money or other people's money mm-hmm. and it's not going to work. And because they're going to give you that money because they love you and they might not exactly know 
what that process is. And they're just going to trust you to be good stewards of their money. And, um, you know, I've, gosh, I see that all the time. You know, my Aunt Jenny gave me the money and, you know, make this right. That's going to be an awkward family reunion. Yeah, man. Not fun, you know. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that, man. Um, I do want to uh, let you know that, you know, this kind of thought process here, we can be applied directly to your specific situation in a one-on-one consultation. So reach out to me at info at daredevilproduction.com. Again, production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and set up an, a one-on-one consultation. Um, it's, it's, you'd be amazed at what we can get done in less than two hours. Uh, we do charge for that, but it's Listen, it's an overhaul on your whole process. You'll get new marching orders, and we will put you on the right track to 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 march towards success and, and make sure that every dollar that you're spending, you're getting something in return for it. You know, until that magic day happens when every dollar that you spend, you're getting you know a dollar fifty in return, which is ultimately where you want to be, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, guys, we just uh, we want you to win, man. Make sure you share this stuff. If you like what you heard today, if you think other people could, could benefit from this, share it. Please leave a rating and review. We love We're going to read them on the air. We're going to make you famous. All right? You're going to need some leverage, man. Keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.